Well, hello, friends. It is Monday. It's time to fuck this week up. Own that shit. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. And we have a good one. I like to think they're all good. Well, if I'm being realistic, some are obviously better than others. It's just the nature of the game. But before we get to today's guest, I have to ask you guys to help me out. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast, all those things. I really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. And if you are looking for some CBD, you may be saying to yourself, man, I don't know what kind to get. What's the best kind to get? I get to ask that question all the time. Adam, what's the best CBD to use? Well, friends, I have an answer for you. You can go to jombosuperfoods.com. I have the link in my notes. And you can order their products because they're awesome. Now, what is CBD? Some of you folks might not know what CBD is. CBD is cannabidol. is one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant. Don't worry. This particular compound is non-psychoactive. It does not get you high. It does not make you fill a drug test. That would be a different component. That would be THC. Now, CBD, on the other hand, has so many medical benefits. It blows my mind. It helps with anxiety. It can help with seizures, inflammation, chronic pain. There are neuroprotective and neurogenic effects. What does that mean? It helps protect your brain, folks. There are anti-cancer properties. This compound is amazing. It helps the body. And why does it help the body? Because we have an endogenous cannabinoid system, the endocannabinoid system. We produce these things endogenously. We have receptors that are designed for these compounds in this particular plant. Now, if you want the best quality that you can get because the things that we put into our body they're important they interact with the food that we eat the things that we put on our skin the things that we ingest they interact with um, they interact with our body at the cellular level the things that we consume the things that we use have a direct and huge effect there's probably a better word there but on they have they affect the way we we interact with this world and cbd can help a lot of folks so if you are having issues with some pain i personally use jumbo superfoods uh, I use their muscle bomb. It feels great on my hands, on my knees, on the sore muscles after training jujitsu. I use it. I love it. I put their cinnamon 
uh, spray in my coffee. It is phenomenal. Yeah, check them out. Jumbo Superfoods. A small portion of your purchase will help support the podcast, so I appreciate it. Now, today's guest, I have Nate Otis. Nate Otis is running a non-for-profit after-school program for uh, some of the inner-city youth here in St. Louis. Um, He's teaching these kids um, just a a lot of just basic life skills, you know, just having discipline and structure, and um, he's teaching them some martial arts, but he's helping with just basic needs of these kids, you know what I mean, like good clothes or, uh, you know, toiletries, just, just helping some of these kids uh, have a little bit more of a dignified life um, because it's fucking rough being a kid, you know, especially a teenager, right? You're fucking awkward. You don't, you're like, you're not even grown into your face. You probably smell, right? Because teenagers are just smelly humans and it's just a rough existence. It really is. Then you compound that with with other things, environmental, home, just whatever the case may be. Um, he's doing a lot of good to help these kids. So we talk about that uh, and what he's doing with his not-for-profit, the Excelsior program. And we just talk about a whole sl- slew of other things. So um, had a great conversation talking with Nate. Enjoy. Nate Otis. I always, um, always feel like I'm gonna fuck people's names up. That's, that's perfect. Man. So I always say, I'm like, I'm like, did I say that right? <laughs> it's like this thing. I'm always, uh, I'm always worried about fucking people's names up. It is what it is, though. How you feeling, dude? I'm good. I know. I'm good. Did I fucking hit play on the? Of course not. It's okay. We're playing. You got a. That's like a mini remote. It's not working. <laughs> I'll just hit. This is all still staying in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just the video will be b- behind. No, it's uh, it's totally appropriate, right? Yeah, it's I a, could edit it. Everything's a growing experience. It's all a process, and I enjoy showing people the process. For sure. Showing them the growth. Man. All right. So let's jump right in. Because we started to do it when you got here. And I was like, dude, we got to save this. This is all great conversation. Sure, sure. So um, you started the Excelsior program, right? I did. Let's, let's talk about that. So the, the Excelsior program was uh, a little a, a project that I, you know, I kind of envisioned after um, attending a funeral of a 14-year-old gunshot victim here in North St. Louis. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, kid's name was Jamar Mack Jr., um, I guess it would be, man, two and a half, maybe three years ago now. Where was he shot at? Um, <clears throat> he was walking home from the library, actually. Uh, I, yeah. Whoa. So was he just like collateral damage for something else, do you know, or was he the target? Uh, it seems pretty vindictive, almost. Oh, um, really? I don't know that... Uh, I don't know the number of times that he was uh, that he was shot, but I do know one of the one of the rounds hit him in the the pelvic region. Um, Shit. 
and I mean, again, if a 14-year-old in, involved in or the recipient of that type of violence is something that's, um, and unfortunately, it's all too common here in St. Louis. And uh, being removed from, I, I suppose, that environment, I, I didn't, I, I didn't have uh, opportunities to experience those types of, uh, of situations and, and funerals and especially in recent years and to, uh, to revisit that was, oh man, it was, <laughs> it was, it was extremely eye-opening, especially, uh, you know, being older and more mature. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we're sitting, we're sitting in the funeral, the funeral home and, um, I suppose it's a, you know, a reverend or a bishop or somebody, you know, giving a speech and, and talking about Jamar and kind of the current state of things. And, um, I'm sitting next to, so my, my wife is a teacher at a school in the north side. She was, rather. She was a, a teacher at the school. Um, that like in North City, St. Louis? or like Correct, correct. Okay. It's, a, it's a school. It's a middle school, the only middle school, public middle school on the north side between uh, uh, basically uh, Walnut and, and Fairground Parks uh, north of Natural Bridge, you know. Uh, so we're sitting at this uh, this funeral, and I'm sitting next to one of my, my wife's students who's a friend of, of Jamar's and you know as men in society we're, we're told that we're supposed to be emotionless and we're supposed to be hard in this this raw figure that mm -hmm. you know can't be soft and, and, and subtle and you know broken you can't it's weak yeah you can't do that bro yeah gay exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, so much bullshit so this 13 year old is is trying to hold and, 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 and keep that persona of, you know, emotionless at a funeral for one of his friends that was shot and killed. Unfathomable. You know, I, I, I reach around and I embrace the, the young man and I, the, the energy that was exchanged, man, ah, it's, that's why my voice is a little shaky. Just kind of recalling it. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, he could, he, he, he he could let go and he just he just melted into these these tears and i mean i it absolutely broke my heart that um that kids have to experience this in our city and it's so frequent and it's not just in our city it's in practically every major metropolitan area in in, in the country um so this this theme of of clear violence and um, lack of self-esteem. And if I don't have self-esteem, why would I have respect? And if I don't respect myself, well, why would I respect you or anyone else for that matter? And, and this mentality, um, it's, it's, it's catching them so young. And I, I wanted to do anything that I thought I could, that I could contribute. And, and the first thing that I thought of was how, how much martial arts helped me. Um, as a frustrated and, and, you know, just lost youth. Right. Yeah. No, martial arts. Um, I think just having that discipline, um, just, just put, in, you know, just having that structure put into your life, it, uh, it can really change things. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, fuck, dude, that's some heavy stuff. You don't, you don't, I, me personally, like growing up, I was I've never been exposed to that level of violence. Um, 
but kids are are very adaptable and um you know i've had some some conversations with some with a couple different people um rob washington was this guy i had on the podcast you know rob yeah. and um he grew up in a very violent environment like that and um a couple other people i've talked to and like kids just adapt and it's like this is just normal life yeah and unfortunately that is entirely true you know um the, these these environments um filled with lack of access um a disproportionate amount of ac- accessibility is ultimately and yeah. is what it comes down to you know you can certainly there's um troubled homes and you you can absolutely blame parents but you also have to consider that some of these parents are still children themselves and at what point in society did we say um you know, people that look like you and I, um, or maybe even more melanin rich, as I like to call it, um, you know, they, they're labeled as older, quicker, you know, you need to be more responsible faster and sooner. Um, in fact, it's something I would like to do some research on is do people with darker skin and tones and do, are they perceived by society as being older? Hmm. Simply put, I mean, you know, question. a kid that's 18 that doesn't look like you or I and makes a mistake, is his mistake maybe more forgivable? You know, is, is the justice system not as harsh? Um, on top of it, are we considering the circumstances from which um, these two, you know, anecdotal individuals come from? Um, I'd be interested to know, you know. Right. I'm sure there's some statistical data out there that's um, on the difference between like what are the sentences handed out to like people of color versus yeah no i i would uh again i would be super curious so i know yeah. one of i know one issue is that um the amount of plea deals that we do in this country is it's you know like 90 90 something percent of criminal cases go they, they get plead out because if we would if we take them to trial i don't know that we have a enough uh, uh judges to to sit um I, I like i don't know that the system is built for that it's like a revenue system almost you know it just seems Absolutely. like just trying to get revenue dude now i think it's fascinating that i'm kind of torn like i'm, I'm really just trying to figure out this whole i we we hold kids to such a high standard it's i mean our our brains our frontal lobes aren't fully developed until we're 25 yet we say at 18, now you're an adult. Now you can go join the military, and now you can go fight, and you can vote, and you know, I mean, you've had your driver's license for a couple of years. Like you're an adult now. Like you graduate high school, but you still don't even know who the fuck you are. Your brain is not fully developed. Oh wait, you still have to wait two years to to do to drink. Or in, depending on the state, you know, to smoke cannabis. Right. So it's like it's like you're an adult. Well, not not all the way. Like you still have to wait for a couple things, and then. But what we know with science is that your brain isn't even fully developed. You know what I mean? Like you don't even know who the fuck you are. Shit, man, I'm 30, and I don't know that I know who I am fully. You know, it's uh, <sighs> growth is um, it's it's a spectrum. You know, we mm-hmm. don't all. Um, we don't all do it the same. We don't all approach it the same. We don't all embrace it the same. It's, um, you know, it's not this uniform process uh, across the population. And 
so many other factors come into play. Like how, how could I possibly know who I am when I'm trying to study and learn about the presidents from, you know, the beginning of, of the, you know, the foundation of our nation with uh, my biochem test and my, yeah, we don't, I think the way in which we approach life for children is daunting and uh yeah you got to know what you're going what you want to do by the time you graduate like oh there's such an emphasis on high school what do you mean you're not going to college you must be a fucking loser you're a failure right yeah you got you're not going to college right now like you don't know what you want to be for the rest of your life like man and especially here in st louis or just i think you just in the midwest in general where you have a very conservative population and they just present, you know, I've said it a thousand times, but like they just present a way of life as the way of life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just like, man, just chill out for a second. <laughs> well, we also have that, that sociological, you know, that, or I'm sorry, that socioeconomic complex here in St. Louis. You know, we immediately hit you with a, where'd you go to high school? That is so strange to me because I'm not from here. <laughs> it's, it's so I can pinpoint where you're from kind of what you're worth. Um, yeah. Who do you know, maybe? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, such an interesting thing. That's a very catty question. Yeah. Certainly. Oh, that shit fascinates me. Yeah, man, but I've just always just kind of just wrestled with this idea of, um, you know, these kids who who are, are growing up in these, in these environments of just, of scarcity, of, of uh, there's a lot of violence, um, there's not a lot of forethought. It's always it's just kind of like what's happening right now, um, and and you you kind of pair that with with being a kid and your brain not being fully developed and like you you be like you're you're more uh, susceptible to making you know brash decisions. You know what I mean? Based off emotion. Absolutely. It's just it just seems just like such a fucking recipe for disaster. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> whether it's. Um you know whether it's being worried about being able to go home and have a meal provided for you, or if your parents are coming home, or if they're okay, or if somebody's sick. I mean, we're talking about disproportionality across the board. Right. We're talking about low access to food. We're talking about low access to to jobs. We're in in, in banking opportunities, but you can get your check cashed. Um, I, the dispro- you know, heart disease, hypertension. Uh, diabetes, blood diseases, heart problems. I mean, it just... Yeah, there's definitely less healthy options in poor communities. And part of it is, a, a you know, a, a cultural thing. You know, uh, I, I certainly find um, that with, in it, with, with lack of access comes um, settling for poor quality food, uh, bad choices just in general, like... I mean, eating hot chips and some now and laters with something, something, <laughs> something purple to drink sounds bomb, you know. But that can't be. That's a disaster if, yeah. if that's every single day for, for decades. And um, you know, there's. I mean, there are so many awesome, awesome programs and organizations that do contribute. But you know, I I feel like the divisiveness right now. It's it's so hard to get people to to see that there are options that they could contribute to or you know whether it's their time and their energy or their money um there are people trying to fill those gaps in our city and um 
I I decided I was gonna I was yeah. gonna try and help. You know? So that's what drove you to start to start this program and to start partnering with these schools. Yeah, absolutely. Now you were saying that the schools, like they don't necessarily have a lot of funding based off the the property taxes. Is that right? So in Missouri, um, the public school system is funded through property taxes. Correct. And again, we're talking about disproportionality. Um, with the end of of segregation came this process of of um, black people moving into, and in, in fact, I think the very first neighborhood in St. Louis was the Greaterville neighborhood, just um, north of Del Mar. That you know now now we have the the, the Del Mar divide. I mean the the property uh, the property value north of Del Mar, the um, the median income north of Del Mar, the um, the average education level north of Del Mar. These things are very real and very problematic. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if, if property taxes drive the system, um, I don't know that talking about increasing taxes or changing taxes is, is the methodology to, to fix this problem, but it's certainly something to consider and look at. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the craziest thing to drive down you know, one of these one of these roads through because a lot of these roads they go completely north to south. Like you know mm -hmm. what I mean, you go through the entire city. So we're grid. Yeah, so it's like you're 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 driving down and it's like it's like this building is 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 boarded up and that building is condemned and then it's like just not a nice area and then it's like boom, big ass fucking house, <laughs> like easily a million dollar home, just just right there, just. You can, it's like I, it's it's kind of like whenever uh, it's like a picture of uh, like a sunny day and then like it's just like you know, like a rainy day like right and there's just like there's just clear divide where the rain cloud is but it's you just look at that and it's like fuck man that's crazy like how does that even it's very real yeah, yeah. no it's 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 very real there's a clear line and I mean again it's it's right there at Del Mar and it's it's uh <laughs> I, I don't even I think the disgusting part is the immediate change um, just due to some of the again higher valued homes. It's uh, fascinating to see. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's did you watch that doc man maybe I'm I might be lying and maybe it wasn't the documentary. I feel like it was though. I feel like I was watching something. They were talking about how there were the um those huge housing projects downtown. Prudigo. Yeah, and then, you know, those got torn down, and then they slowly just started funneling that community towards the north. And now that, like, then everybody's now in North County, which is so secluded out there, in my opinion. I'm just like, God. Like, there's everything that you could possibly need, really, to live out there. But, I mean, it's, like, it's just so far away from everything. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I have my conspiracy theories if you will about the uh the the attempts to continue to to further push that divide north um but you know i i think it's also kind of comical to see the amount of people on facebook that run their mouth about they burnt down ferguson brah, like take take a deep breath bro like my wife my white wife works in ferguson she teaches at ferguson middle school like take 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 a deep breath it's not there there are white people that live there actually you know, yeah it's, i was working it's a at, nice community it's, it's beautiful for real it wasn't even that bad during that time even 
It, it sounded the media makes things sound so terrible. I like but, to go see for myself. Yeah, I because I worked um at like at Express Scripts. It was right next to yeah. The, yeah, dude, right next to that place, and um, there was nothing really happen <laughs> happening, dude. Like I mean, there was stuff going on, right? But it's just amazing the power of imagination paired with just a snippet of visual. All you need is a little visual, and that's all you're getting with with the news or a lot of you know just, it could just be a little video you know what i mean and then, and then it's like you'll see 10 people piled up together and then it's like man there must be a fucking 100 people there <laughs> it, it must be fucking crazy right. but it's you know we just imagination will just run wild when we see things well and it's it's it also it's the um it's that Get groupish guilty by association factor Associ association factor wow um you know we like to paint people or groups of people with a broad brush you know yeah it's uh white people probably feel like well all white people are viewed as being racist right well no that's not that's absolutely not true well just because i said this and that's not that's not necessarily true yeah I, I, like uh a few bad apples that burn down a building and then people go in and loot like it's it was kids mostly like pissed off kids that have been mad for a while for generations in fact making poor decisions based off of emotion kids do the dumbest fucking things they do the dumbest shit man you know, so much they flip shit. cars and burn shit all the time in philadelphia when they win you know but that's not that's not that's that's kids being kids right yeah um i there's just it's the divide is very real and it's 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 uh the divisiveness is incendiary and it's every day and it's Facebook and social media has become toxic and yeah you know I I'm guilty of of engaging in it um so we gotta yeah we gotta do better we gotta make a change yeah man well you're fucking you're taking action which is important because so many people talk about it and it's like I don't want to fucking hear that because. I've essentially inoculated myself from negativity. Like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> like, I just don't have time for this shit. Like, I'm just so busy trying to, like, to be positive and to do shit. Like, I don't watch the fucking news. I only hear about things. I live under a rock. Maybe it's to a fault, but I don't know a lot of shit that's going on unless I talk to people about it because it's just too much fucking negative, man. It's just too much, and I just don't have time for that energy. Like, I'm just trying to do too many other things. Like, I tell myself I need to maybe – keep up with current events even if i just if i'm just reading more news articles or something just sure. to have an eye on it but i don't have time for that shit and if you let it it will consume your fucking life 100 percent um, 24 hours trump 24 hours you got reality tv just to watch whatever the fuck <laughs> you could just watch or some other trash it, you know yeah you whatever you want like anything you can just just pick a fucking news station and you can leave it on all day and just consume all negativity if you want. And people do that and I don't understand it. Yeah, we you know, we we literally seek it. We we seek it. So like we'll we'll fill our feeds and our we'll we'll, we'll actively go search to find something that aligns with our ideology and our and our paradigm and um we're not really challenging ourselves. You know, there's not a there's not a constructive forum to have a conversation i mean i'm finally finishing up my my undergrad education double majoring in economics and anthropology and 
some of the conversations that I've been able to have since you know reacclimating to to academia, it's it's fascinating and it's it's unreal just because of the, the demographic is so wide and, and diverse at UMSL, both by age and and cultural experience, if you will, or ethnicity. Um, you know, people f have this other label of higher education so liberal and it's just it's a bunch of libtards you know <laughs> that's not really the case like not missouri it, it's it's necessarily yeah d okay very true <laughs> my experience anecdotally um <laughs> i they're just there's no um there's no dialogue there's yeah. just no dialogue it's your side versus my side, and it's these hyper bullshit extremes, and everybody else is kind of here, yeah. and here, not. It's well, the problem is just the loudest people. Is it's 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 the minority who are just really loud in each of those camps, and they're making the rest of them look bad. Very true. Yeah, I like I like that Joe Rogan. He's always like, "Look, you take a hundred people. What are the odds of one of them being a fucking idiot? One hundred percent." <laughs> right, so we have a country of three hundred million people. That's three million idiots. <laughs> Some of them are going to be vegan. Some of them <laughs> are going to be crossfitters. Shots fired. Shots <laughs> Some fired. of them are going to be dims and repubs, and you know what I mean. Like they're going to be fucking morons in every camp, and they're always loud. Yeah. No, I I, I would absolutely agree with that. But I think it ultimately goes back to an education system that yeah. is undervalued. And it's definitely broken. You know, I don't believe that America wants to be the best. We say we do. But what are we doing as far as as taking action towards that? Like our education system, we're constantly cutting funding. Always, always for these for these extracurricular programs. You know, I can remember being in high school. It was, it was actually kind of a blessing and a curse to always have to go sell shit in high school, go door to door and, and sell a saver's card. Oh, or shit, man. <laughs> always, like, we had to hustle for the team. So <laughs> going door to door selling, like, now I look back on them like, shit, man, that was actually a really good skill to have. But at, but the fact that you actually have to go do that is kind of, I mean, it's kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I suppose it's got a, a bit of a dichotomy attached to it, right? Right. You can pluses and minuses. You can juxtapose and uh, compare and contrast all you want, but I think that process of exchanging conversation and making eye contact and reading body language and these are these are important tools and skills that people need to have. And, For sure. Um, you know that's that's kind of part of what we try to approach when um, my, me and my coaching staff teach, teach our program is we, you know, we talk about and try and give little life lessons like what is communication. And these kids are not, these, these kids are really, really intelligent. You know, mm -hmm. I, I ask the questions and, and let them kind of lead this process. And, uh, you know, they, they talk about gestures and they, they talk about eye contact and facial expression. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a, it's kind of a refreshing process to, to be able to reaffirm these, these moral traits, these necessities for, for a successful life. Um, you know, they've already got them. 
it'd be great if somebody could just give them benefit of the doubt. Right, yeah, because, you know, a lot of these kids don't have that at home to see, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a mix. There are, are no doubt stereotypes. I mean, I come from a home of stereotypes. My dad was a drug addict. Uh, he left me and my mom when, when I was young, and she was diagnosed with liver failure, hereditary disease, primary biliary cirrhosis. Um, but, yeah, there, there are kids that have no parents and are with, you know, an aunt or an uncle or a, a grandparent or whomever could, could take them in there. But there are also kids that have parents who are working two and a half or three jobs to right. try and put food on the table. And it's the same type of, uh, of disconnect and, and, and inability or lack of relationship, I guess is the word I'm looking for. You know, it's, it's a spectrum. Right, it's right. Yeah, so whether or not the parents are actually in the life or like in the kid's life or not, but it's I guess it's kind of a, it's a situation of how much time are they spending with the kids, you know. And it's funny, you can actually see that on both ends of the spectrum, right? Whether you're extremely rich or extremely poor because sure. how many of those rich kids like they're just babysat by toys or a nanny or something cuz dad and mom are just always working or traveling or what whatever the case is because of work 100% right but then you on this on this flip side you know we got these lower communities and you know maybe they're working two or three jobs or you know what i mean just doing what they can to make ends meet or you know what i mean it's you know that it's again it's that that sociological construction that we've created you know one's you know we paint groups with broad brushes you know right all rich people have it great. <laughs> may not be the case. Right. You may not even know what love looks like. You know, they have the highest rate of suicide. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't you don't see people struggling committing suicide. Yeah, by gun, in fact. The highest percentage in our nation is a particular demographic between the ages. I think it's like thirty five to to sixty five or forty five to sixty five. Really? Oh shit! Um, shit, farmers right now are in a bad way. Um, I, suicides, in fact, I think the third or second or third uh, deadliest um, um, contributor to you know to to deaths in our nation across quite a few yeah. age groups, and uh, that's that's pretty telling. Yeah, that's a that's a very scary thing, and I sometimes I do wonder if it is because I mean it's it's a very multifaceted situation, right? I don't want to boil it down to like make it seem like it's too easy, but sometimes I wonder if it's just because like there's just not enough struggle in people's lives, or maybe not enough community, or see, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't think you can pinpoint it to just one thing, but but it, I you know I heard. And it was probably another podcast I was listening to, and but it was it was you you don't see suicide in these struggling areas where people are just like work like they're 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 every day is focused on just living, you know what I mean? It's not you don't see these people killing themselves. Yeah, I think there's a different uh, respect for life, um, and and maybe it is you know. Can, you know, partially due to the family unit and the the whole concept of kinship, really, um, and what that 
includes and who that includes. Mm-hmm. Um, we want bigger houses with bigger fences so that we can have more shit. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see that in tribal places. I don't see that yeah. in these more humble community. Is so important. So important. It, it's um, you know they what happened to the expression it takes a village right like yeah we're missing that for sure living I think living in the like in this like in the cities like that it almost even though we're closer together like it takes away from community almost I mean we got a lot of people in an area but I mean dude I live in this apartment complex I, I don't fucking know anybody here I I, don't, I barely say hi to anybody I know my next door neighbor is a dare officer we say hi to each other that's about it dare officer huh yep wonder how effective that program is um <laughs> shots fired <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know we could probably pull our resources from that one but you know what I mean like there's just not the same level of community yeah, it's and then that's when and then that's when you start seeing gangs take over in, in some of these lower, uh, these like these lower educated areas because I think education does play a huge role in that, right? Like you don't, just you're just you don't necessarily. I think the more you learn, the better you are at. I don't know how I'm trying to organize my thoughts here. I'm thinking. Education plays a huge role, but I'm also thinking again. It's it's access. It's summer camps. It's yeah. after school programs. It's, yes, being able to see the possibilities. It's not just sports teams, right? Um, and you know, Marshall. So it's funny. Every time I go to uh, this particular SLPS school, St. Louis Public School, um, the kids are always like, "Oh, what's up, Mister Karate Coach?" And I'm like, "It's not karate, you know, like jujitsu cats." It's always like, "Yes, hey, please, please quit, stop calling. Quit disrespecting it. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna choke you. I'm gonna show you what it's not. I'm gonna yeah. show you what it's not." And, um, you know, like again, that just that just, that just shows the, um, I don't know, I don't know the, the lack of access, man. Like. There are no yeah. there are no jujitsu schools on the north side. Yeah, yeah. Access and just having exposure is so important, so important. But no, yeah. I mean, but you'll you'll see you'll see uh, these kids just searching for something to belong to. So and that's and that's whenever this vicious cycle just or someone to even just see them. You know, like yeah, coaches are so important. We we think that again. It goes back to this this thought process of a broad brush man like black people are viewed as the other and the other is scary right it, it's it, it's fearful we're, we're afraid of black people in this this culture in our in our society um just being a little bit of brown makes you a little bit like i don't know i don't yeah. know you make me let me hear how you speak right can you code switch okay you can code switch i might i might put my wallet you know i might not take anyway anyway i'm, I'm, I'm making a, I'm, I'm painting a broad brush as well but a lot of these kids really aren't they're not thugs they're not you know i'm, I'm working with 12 to 15 year olds and they're not bad kids like they're just kids being dumb like i was so dumb and ill-behaved at that age yeah um, i just you know so they have to they have to be excessive. We have to go further than, you know. Mm-hmm. That was something that was so very, very important in my house. My mom 
a white woman trying to teach a little brown boy how to be what society labels as a black man, like, how does a white woman do that? And right, one of those those resiliency tools was the ability to code switch. Right, if you can't speak well, if you cannot articulate yourself and and paint this pretty picture for people, you will get your shit in trouble. Like this, this will get you in trouble. Yeah. And uh, it it certainly came in handy, you know. Um, but these kids are not, they're not who the media and, yeah. and the society at large thinks they are. Like, right, they're really, right. They're, they're great kids. Did you have a program like this growing up? So what was what was it like growing up for you? Um, dysfunctional family, man. Um, so I have, I have two siblings. I have a an older brother and an older sister. Um. She's 11 years older than me. Uh, it was her birthday yesterday. Shout out Mary J. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, and my brother's 10 years older than me. Um, my brother and I share the same father. My sister and I sh- share the same mother. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we uh, we basically lived in the south side my entire life. Uh, a couple years in the Shaw neighborhood back in the late 80s when it uh, was – I guess it was like the Vietnamese and the blacks were banging a lot down there. It was oh, really? Like, yeah, it was lots. It was pretty violent for a while. Uh, but that was also during the crack cocaine epidemic. And it's an interesting time in American history. 80s babies are crack babies. That's what they say. Um, but it was, uh, I don't know, man. It was, it was cool. Like, my siblings were dope. I loved them. But my parents did not have a healthy relationship. Um my dad was a drunk. He was physically and verbally abusive until the time he left. Um, I was, you know, I was pretty exceptional at most sports. You know, football was football and track and field were kind of my my fortes, and they they did what they could to put me in camps and just keep me busy to keep me out of the streets because I wanted to be with the cool kids that had you know flashing money. So I. Any chance I could, I was kicking it, you know. Yeah. But uh, they they tried to keep me busy, and it it worked for the most part. Um, yeah. Those other kids seem so fucking cool, don't they? Man. It's like they're adults. It's like those... I want what you got, you know? Like, yeah. And, and, you know, I think it goes back to, like you said, that those, those particular communities uh, where homes are parentless or – or um, not necessarily the absence of a parent, but just the lack lack of time. Right. Um, we seek that. Right. We're groupish. We're very groupish people. We want to belong. We need a tribe of some sort. Yeah. People need people, and whether we, they want to admit it or not. And we seek that. You know. And so, um, yeah. Then, like I said, my my old man left when I was about ten. My mom was diagnosed with liver failure. Um, she had a transplant. Stayed with my sister for a little while while she was recovering. Um, you know that that time was kind of a blur because it was probably one of it was it was very traumatic as far as taking care of my mom um, by myself until she actually had the transplant. Um, you know, just learning to cook and clean and and do, do laundry at, at ten years old. Like, yeah, I lost my childhood like immediately. Dig and uh, I was mad. I was very angry. Um, you know, what did I do wrong to make my dad leave? Kind of, you know, sad black 
to add story, you know? Yeah, and, and you're just trying to make sense of it. And uh, I was angry for a long time, and it was, you know, what I would do, um, I think I did, like, Kempo Karate maybe as a kid, and, like, they made me work with the adults because I probably hit puberty at 10 and a half, 11 because of the stress, you know? <laughs> I think environment can induce some of those things. Yeah, there are a lot. I mean, we're learning a lot with epigenetics and stuff, and environment plays a huge role in what gets expressed and when and yeah. how. And, yeah. One of those stressors that are yeah. contributed from parents, like you said, the epis. I didn't know you uh, studied genetics. That's dope. Dude, I dive into science hard. That's dope. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I, it, was, uh, it, it, was, it was martial arts that probably did the best for my – my humility because I was a cocky prick. <laughs> I still kind of am, <laughs> um, which it allows me to work with those kids. Well, especially the ones that have a little bit of an attitude or too, you know, I'm too cool. You can't, you can't reach me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'll be back next week. Like I'll see you next week though. Yeah. Um, it's like, listen, I know who you are. Right. I see, I see you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so that's, you know, that's what I thought would be, so applicable was that that experience that I got because when I played football I was an asshole when I wanted track I was an asshole and just like then I had knee surgeries you know and I lost that that glory if you will even though I played for a terrible team and terrible coaching staff oh you guys were terrible um I you know, and I got caught with weed in high school, and there was this whole fucking dramatic experience. Like, you're gonna ruin your life, Nate. I, Smoke, I right, right, smoking the the devil's lettuce. It was, it was so, it was Loser. pathetic for real. That whole administration, that whole process of placing me in the same pedestal of the rest of these kids that go home to pretty normal lives. Like, I'm going home to cook dinner for my mom. Otherwise, we're eating fast food every fucking night. Mm-hmm. I gotta take care of her, make sure she's bathing make sure she's doing what she needs to do you know granted i do have the help of my sister thank you i I recognize you were there but that shit was traumatic yo and like you you expect me to just come to class be a dope student and then be your 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 token black kid that can go tear it up on the athletic field like that's a lot to somebody reach out like nate are you okay like yeah and you know people say they did that but they it was just, it was a cultural divide even then, you know, I graduated in 06 and it was, they weren't ready for that. Who would have known to have reached out to you? Coaches, you know, I had one counselor that he told me straight up, he was like, I will help you get into college. If you quit coming to school and smelling like weed every day. And I was like, man, <laughs> you're being real as fuck right now. You know, I appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> he ended up dipping the next year. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. That was my sophomore year. He hit me with the with, with some truth. And uh, I don't know. It wasn't his job to save me. But I don't think really anybody wanted to make it their job to, you know, yeah. like I needed to. I just needed a little guidance. I just yeah. needed a little love. Well, that can make you. I'm sure that could be a moment of feeling abandoned. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, you got a guy telling he's going to help you get into college. And at that time, it's like, man, college, like, that's where, like, I got to go there. I have to go there. Or I'm, I'm a failure. Yeah, I fail if I didn't do that. So instead, uh, I got I got my diploma, but I was not allowed to walk um, along with some other kids. I mean, it was. That's a whole lot of shit, man. Bro, it was. It, it, why it, did they let you walk? Th- they didn't? Yeah, why did they not let you? 
I don't know. I did some dumb shit, like drew penises on a kid's face during Spirit Week. So you weren't like, helping yourself? Oh, bro, I was terrible. I'm telling you. <laughs> what part of what part of a, a badass kid? I mean, I I was mad. I was angry. I was lost. I was I wasn't a kid. I didn't get to be a kid until I got to go see what these kids got to behave like, and what they did was cool. But again, you know, yeah, there's a disproportionality. Uh, you can you can look the studies up. You know, kids of color get office referrals. Like they get them more frequently. It's yeah, just, it is what it is. Yeah, man, I could I could fucking dive into. I mean, the whole you can you can extrapolate that to the judici- judicial system, and. Um, the whole one, the fact that it's it's privatized, that just incentivizes people going to jail. It's a small percentage, but it is definitely a problem. Right. I mean, it's it, it's just it's just one element, right, to Absolutely. to a bigger issue, right? Absolutely. And then it's it's shown that the the disproportionate amount of people of color that color that go to jail for nonviolent drug related offenses is fucking insane. And just across the board, a lot of these people who are convicted, especially when they're convicted as a kid, you know, I mean, we're we're holding even some six, 15 and 16 and 17-year-olds to the same standard of a full adult. You know what I mean? It's like you're a child. But, but once you're labeled a felon, now you can't vote. You know what I mean? Like, at what point... Do you ever pay your debt back to society? You, you don't. don't. You don't. You don't. And and it's it's shown. It's just it's just slavery. It's just another form of slavery. They just, you know, it just it just <laughs> so, created a way. So the thirteenth, right? The thirteenth, exactly. Except for except for what does it say? The amendment at the end is like except for criminals, essentially. And so it, it was in an attempt to legalize and enterprise slavery. In exactly. A, in, it's in like a morally acceptable way, because. The problem – so here's the thing. Slavery was what? 250 years, 200, 246 years, something like that? Uh, uh, you know, so next we got three, – s- Three people ago. <laughs> true, true. Um, but it was not just three people worth of, of generations practicing this, this moral uh, – Oh my God! This moral plight, like it still goes on today, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, in Libya, is that where it's happening? Right I can't now? remember or, exactly, but it's just <sighs> insane. Yeah, but then you have segregation and 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 Jim Crow and public lynchings. Like white people used to get dressed up to go see somebody get hung. That is insane. You yeah. put on your Sunday fucking best to go watch some black person lose their life. And Hang, take your kids. Hangings weren't that long ago. Y- you know what I mean? Like it's so, so so then black people are suddenly free from oppression in what, nineteen seventy when the Voters Rights Act is passed? This mentality of superiority of of uh, the other, you're different, you're not like me. We're all fucking Homo sapiens, bro. Like, yeah, we're all just monkeys. We're all the same thing. Like, it's it's um it's a worldwide phenomenon. Primates, baby. It doesn't just take place in the United States. There, are, th- there's a current rise in supremacy. You know, this attempt to retain 
ownership. But here's the thing, you know, we're all just primates, right? But here's the thing. Right now, in in our current time, yeah, it's easy to shine the light on on uh, on white people, Caucasians, our fair skin friends. However, I'm half white. Ain't no- me too. I'm half white too. My mom's white. But my point is, if you look at just over time, people have always been doing this shit. There, the Persian Empire was at one point the largest empire in the world. Those Genghis are all brown Khan. people. Get exactly, Genghis Khan. They were okay. They're a little bit of uh, fair skin, but still, there's some tint there, right? This is just what mother. This is what people do for some reason. I don't know why, but I Agriculturalism. mean, it's it's easy to point to 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 think about just our time and say it's just all white people that are just the worst. Like maybe in in recent years, those I'll give you that. That's what it is. It's in recent years. But throughout history, people are just shitty, man. People are just shitty. Yeah, I mean, with with the advent of agriculturalism came sedentary lifestyles, came innovation, came cooperation, came all these dope dope things. But well, not, not, minus the sedentary lifestyle, <laughs> uh, just being but being able to well, have shit better. to eat, you know, was mm-hmm. was nice. But uh, then you start having these sexual division of labor. You have just all of these divisions in general, and uh yeah now now free labor is going to now free labor is going to be you know hyper profitable um it's going to yield me more it's going to make money for my kingdom blah 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 so yeah what you're saying is absolutely correct and i mean that's it's it's the just the problem is we haven't really talked about and recognized in our country. <laughs> but fast forwarding to today, yeah, you know, I was, you know, I'm probably gonna piss off a lot of people listening to this because, man. So I mean, for the record, like I mean, I support our military 100 percent, and you know what I mean. I got family in military. Yeah. So like, Why I mean, would I pe- not people know my stance there. Well, not, maybe not. Maybe if you don't know, but like, I mean, but. You have to address the fact that like why did I say okay no I was I was joking I was like never forget nine eleven and that was a horrific incident right a lot of people Still fucking died where it was. you yeah. know it was like three thousand people I think died in that situation yeah. but more people died from opioids a fucking year we don't do anything about that and 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 nev- that's another we can- go ahead but never never forget that. But but you need to move on from this. And 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 the fact of the matter is, you know, there are people still alive today, you know what I mean, who like who who were fucking who were there when people were had dogs like fucking unleashed on them and, and, and just and lived through segregation. Like they could there was a school I think in Mississippi who just up until recently had their first non segregated fucking like prom in like 2000 whatever like you know what i mean so yeah. so it's like it's like it's like forget that but don't forget this and it's just like you can't pick and fucking choose man you know what i mean like we're a very young country 1776 you know what i mean like that wasn't that long ago that no. this was established Very sure yeah i yeah so yeah. a lot there that was a lot <laughs> i'm trying to decide what piece i'm gonna jump on actually <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna kinda of try and bring it back, maybe. No, fuck uh, it. Fuck it. <laughs> what I wanna do comment on though is um again, it's picking and choosing, right? The 
CCA, uh, what is it? The, the, the prison, the, the their, their uh, logo on the on the Dow or the Nasdaq or whatever they're traded on. Um, it went public, I believe, in 1986. The same, you know, just four years after crack cocaine was like running rampant, predominantly and disproportionately in. Well, I mean, we know the CIA CIA brought that shit in and flooded the streets. Oh, no. Free, freeway Rick Ross is a liar, of course. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. I mean, it's... We um, know he did. Like, we know that shit. So, but now heroin is impacting other communities, and it's... Well, they're just... They're crying. It's a cry for help, you know? Yeah. Like, what? We don't want to admit that we treat people differently. Like, people want to argue still that white privilege isn't real. Like, I'm not, I don't want anything that you have personally. I just want to be able to do the same shit. I would love to have the benefit of the doubt when I get pulled over wearing a flat bill hat. That doesn't happen. I, I would love the benefit of the doubt when I, I, go in a grocery store, when I go shopping in general, when I'm with my son, you know, and not getting those, you're one of those. There are tons of good black fathers out here. Are you out of your mind? Like, we are so stuck and set in that every stereotype is true. But when it's reciprocated, you know, it's it's the worst thing in the world. It's It's unfathomable, right, you know? This whole Brett Kavanaugh thing, like, who, I, I would absolutely believe a sexual assault victim, but also, he couldn't keep his shit together, bro. Like, you're not being attacked. You don't have any calm. You have no resolve. Yeah. You panicked, and I would like somebody to be objective when they're my Supreme Court justice, not somebody that thinks it's cool to give out phone numbers to the federal government. What happened to my Fourth Amendment fucking rights? Slight tangent. Sorry. Yeah, um, I saw somebody post something about that yesterday. They just kind of made an analogy of um, – uh, I'm not going to go through the whole analogy, but the point was, like, even if, like, that particular instance, say it isn't true, it's apparent, but you got to look at how is he, like, acting, like, if – because apparently he just, like, flat out – again, I live under a fucking rock, so just what people are saying. Right. He just flat out lied – to Congress, like you just boldface lied. So if if you're considering that action for what he's actually like could being considered for, like that's not the type of person you want in that role. You know what I mean? Like, and we can circle this back around to the fact that fucking judges are appointed and they're there for life. For life. So how many judges do you think have actually held that role throughout its time? Probably not a whole lot, right? And so. Those particular people who are at the highest law of the land, they were probably brought up on a particular set of beliefs. You, you don't say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. To me, it just makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, when was when were they established? So we know that even just in the fucking 60s, and we know today, 100% today, has to be today. Like, I don't know why it would just not be, but there are fucking, there were people in the KKK as judges, as cops. You know what I mean? Like, running the fucking laws. Like, sure. I'm just saying, there was 100% racist-ass judges in the beginning, right? 
and they held that role until they fucking died. And then somebody else appointed a new fucking judge who just replaced them, which probably had, if not the same, similar views. Like, at what point did you wait, weed that all the way out? Has it been? Ideology is, is past, Dial. We are not. We're, we're blank slates for the most part when we're brought into this world. So <laughs> to think that this, this concept of superiority died Again, when the Voters' Rights Act happened, you know, people are like, Martin Luther King was killed 50 years ago. Get over it. Are you out of your, are you out of your fucking mind? He was, he was a suspect of the CIA and FBI in the, in the mid to late 50s, in maybe even part, part of the 60s. Yeah, the, the, like they, he, they shut down some, some movements. This is by design. But until we have a conversation about it, this divisiveness will remain the same. So even what I'm trying to do, maybe, you know, people are like, well, you'll, you'll get one, right? You're going to save one kid's life, and that's all that matters. Well, no, I, I'm trying to make this evidence-based. You know, I'm working with um, the chairman of my board is a, a Brown School graduate from WashU here in St. Louis, um, and we're, we're creating a, a entry-exit survey, or, or a tool, rather, to assess is what we're doing evidence-based. Like, can we quantify that yeah, we can make a difference with this. And if we can, then I see no reason to find like-minded people that are interested in making an impact that we can create a program and go to many schools, as many schools anywhere, because it's not about color. It's about access and opportunities. So we right. can take this to middle of Missouri where they also don't have any opportunities. I, I want to fix a greater problem and it's just disproportionately affecting black people in my particular community. Right. Um, so, you know, I think giving kids this, you know, jujitsu teaches you and it forces empathy. You have to have it. That's what, that's what stopping choking someone when they do that means. Yeah. You know, that's what tapping to someone means. That's what submitting is. Like, Humility, empathy. You just killed me on the street. Yeah. Right? You break my ankle like I hate leg locks. Shit's so effective, but I hate them. I'm short. I'm five four, bro. Like I don't get to I can't anyway. Yeah. I <laughs> but I you know, submitting like, okay, you got me. And then giving someone that maybe didn't have or feel like they had that type of power before some of that power so they can build themselves up. You know, it's it's um it's a very dope martial art, and oh, yeah. that's why I picked it. It's passive, right? I don't have I don't have to seek fights now. I don't have to engage with a kid in the classroom because they threw my paper on the floor because they're po poking and pushing on me. You know, we do hypothetical scenarios and talk about what are you going to do if this is if this is happening. You know, before class, uh, during a water break, and. It's just giving them tools, right? We're trying to turn that pocket knife and give it a, a toothpick and then a spoon and then some scissors. And, like, that's what jujitsu is. But it's it's also so transferable and applicable to real life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, dude, <coughs> and it builds community. There's no community like yes. a jujitsu community. And um, it brings all sorts of people together. And, um, yeah, it's, it's easy to feel like – I mean, we, we talked about a lot of issues, right? But – at the end of the day, like you can go outside and like it's it's it is cool out there. Like people are still 
fairly good with each other you know what i mean it's not you know what i mean it's not you know neighborhoods being burned down and and fucking a race war and shit like that you know what i mean like you know what i mean like that's not the case but when you when you start getting this this five thousand foot view and you start looking at like you know systematically the issues that's where a lot of it comes into play right absolutely you know what i mean so you know it, it is good a lot of places, you know, for a lot of people in, in the way of, um, of, you know, we're, we're, we're all just people living, you know what I mean? We are all just people living. People are just employees at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, it's all of these things need to be considered, right? Not all black people hate white people. Not all black people are thugs and criminals. Not all white people are racist. Not all white people hate black people. Right. Not all cops profile. No. Some cops profile. Right. Some cops are fantastic people, like my homie and best man in my wedding. I, like this whole divisive ideology. We just, we just we need to we need to take a step back and recognize the institutional relationship. This historic problem that has literally never been. I mean, most history books. I mean, Texas Instruments has had dominated the oh yeah we all had to get calculators <laughs> <laughs> it was I, it, I think i think they also produced textbooks and you know wrote the history books and um, so all the information that was being distributed was kind of going through that one ch- channel right there absolutely i mean it was it's also been predominantly written by white males the winner it's his story bro so the winner writes history it's it's I think important to change the way we do our our facilitate education in this country. I mean, even the fucking schedule is stupid. Nobody farms anymore. Why are we taking summers off? Like, go to a six week, four week pattern, six weeks on, four weeks off, or whatever you know the the evidence says we should be doing. Like, if we don't try and catch up, the rest of the world will leave us behind. Yeah, we bl- we blew up Japan in what. 1940 what nine? I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I don't know those. I don't know wars like that. But let's say before the 50s, they were they were toast. They were destroyed. Yeah. Go look at the skyline of Japan today. Yeah. We are going to get left behind. We're not far. We're we're far as fuck in math and science. Like we've got to do something different with our education system. We've got to appreciate teachers. We need to appreciate law enforcement. We need to have law enforcement work with social workers because they're fucking, they're wearing so many hats. How could they possibly keep up? Mm-hmm. In St. Louis alone, they're you know forcing mandatory overtime and stuff like that. Like, we we gotta we gotta start making changes. We just gotta live a better way. You know what I mean? We gotta quit fighting change. We gotta quit fighting it's progress. Inevitable. You know what I mean? It's like, inevitable. why are we rolling back regulations on? You know what I mean? Like, why? <clears throat> Why are we not embracing, uh, you know, better better ways to do it? Like, why are we not harnessing the sun energy? We have thermal energy from the bottom of the ocean. We could use the fucking ocean current. We can use wind. Like, you know why? Because because people will tell you it's not feasible. It is feasible. Because if we can fucking do it, it's feasible. The market needs to demand it. Fuck that. Because if we need to do it. <laughs> let's fucking do it. I don't care. No, I, I, about all these bullshit. It's it's go, uh, how are we gonna maintain that? It's gonna cost all this money. What money is imaginary, right? Like, <laughs> it's just this agreed upon fucking measurement. Like now it's just a number in it's the fucking system. And some people we put a lot of zeros there, and we say, you know what, man, 
Jay, you are a fucking dope-ass lyricist. You know what? You can do whatever you want for the rest of your life. <laughs> you have a lot of zeros. Yeah. Not to say there's no action and hard work in life. You know what, but you know what I'm saying? No. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We, we place value in crazy shit. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Man, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just over an hour. It's been a great talk. It's been dope. Thanks for having me. Bro. I know. We went a lot of places. Um, we're at the sit down again. This is an awesome conversation. I would love to. Um, actually, everybody stay tuned. New project starting in uh, May, I hope. I'm not going to drop any names or any details that, uh, just yet, but uh, stay tuned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rebuild this, this community. I'm going to try and, and, and break some of this divide, at least fill some of the gaps. Um, you know, I got a son that I want him to see that I work for a living, but what I do is – I want to leave something behind, you know, I want to make the world a better place. I hate to be such a cliche, but there's so many problems that we have to fix still. And I, I'm, I plan to contribute to that. Well, it's important the things that you're doing, you know what I mean? Like you are taking action and you are trying to make change. So yeah, man, that's, that's great. You know, the, the shit that you're doing. So if people want to learn more about what you're doing, they want to, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Say hello, ask questions, learn more. Uh, check out the Excelsior program. Um, so we, I don't, I don't know how to plug a Facebook. I guess just look up Excelsior program uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, you can check out our website at excelsiorprogram.org. Um, I believe I also have the domain for .com. So if you go .com, it should take you to the site as well. Um, anyone, anything would be fantastic. If you have time, if you have some energy, if you have a special set of skills, if you have wrestling mats, if you have wrestling tape, if you have geese, if you have rash guards, if you have just gym shorts or t-shirts or a t-shirt printing company and you would like to print some stuff for us, um, if you have cash, we would love cash so I can pay my coaches. Um, yeah, it's, this has been an expensive project so far. Yeah. <laughs> but um, these kids deserve something, man. So Good stuff. Uh, do you have any personal socials you want to plug or no? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Facebook too, Nate Otis, O-A-T-I-S. Um, I'm on Instagram. I don't know. I don't do Twitter. Can't. <laughs> Facebook is enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Good shit, brother. All right, man. Well, I uh, I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Till next time.